Roll, hang on, let me just check I'm recording. Jesus, Jack, come on. Right. All right, here we go. <laughs> Make Hello. sure the numbers are going up. <laughs> <That's> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That, I can do it better than that anyway. Hello, it's... Oh, no, I can't. Apparently not. Hello. <laughs> are we keeping this in? Let's keep yeah. this in. All right, cool. Hello. Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest this time is Kathy Campbell, who is host uh, of two wonderful podcasts, Friend in Your Ears and Sestracast, and also founder of Unicorn Psychic, which helps businesses get their shit together. Hello, Kathy. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. You are obviously, again, part of the Meta Podcast catalogue with us, so it's excellent to have some uh, Meta brethren on the show. I know, we got to be careful that we don't, like, implode on each other, so we just got to be very, very delicate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's just all take it easy, guys. Freddie, with that word of caution in mind, the first recommendation, please. Well, it's interesting you should say that, because my recommendation came kind of on the foundations of the fact that when I first listened to this show, uh, one of the things that struck me straight away was how brilliantly calming uh, the voice of Dr. Daniel Glazer, the host of the podcast, mm. um, what a brilliantly calming voice he had. And uh, yes. it, it really did get me. And I think it sets the tone quite nicely for the podcast itself. So the podcast is called A Neuroscientist Explains. It's part of the uh, Guardian's network of podcasts who really kind of, I, I think they've really upped their output perhaps in the last year or so. And shockingly, I hadn't actually heard of this one until the second season came out. And I think it was the kind of promotion for the new second season that kind of uh, brought it to mind attention so i've taken the first episode and i have to start by uh, a mild apology to both of you because the first kind of 10 minutes of the first this first episode of the second season is effectively housekeeping um <laughs> and, and it, it's a lot of references <laughs> between the differences between the last season and the new season and uh having done my kind of reminder listen to it earlier i kind of remembered and thought oh i should have told everyone to skip that bit because it's not necessarily relevant <laughs> but I also think that you did get an extra 10 minutes of listening to Dr. Daniel Glazer talk with his very soothing voice. Now, if I could choose a doctor, which I can't, I might choose him on the basis that he's so calming. Um, and as I say, I think it really does set the tone for the, for the, for the show because um, the subject is uh, about uh, addiction and, ad and addictive personalities and addictive habits and whether the internet is addictive or not. And these are all pretty heavy things to be talking about. And, um, you know, I I've been recommending a fair few shows that cover similar topics recently and i have to say that this one's probably
probably the most relaxing, despite how heavy and uh, how scientific <laughs> the, the subject matter is. So, you know, Dr. Daniel Glazer has a really interesting little discussion that starts with him chatting to his producer, which I really liked because I think producers are often the unsung heroes of podcasts. And it was nice to bring the producer in as a, a voice on the show rather than an unheard voice in an yeah. invisible hand. And then he brings in this article that he wrote his column for The Observer around. And what I like about this series of A Neuroscientist Explains is all of the episodes roughly start in the same way. And they all start with a story, a news story that uh, Daniel Glazer's found. Um, and this this one was um, about random acts of kindness. And uh, it got him thinking about the random aspect of that and how randomised reward has been linked to addiction, perhaps wrongly, perhaps rightly. And then it goes on from there. And then we get into a really interesting discussion of what addiction actually is um, and how it happens and what that does to the chemicals in your brain and what that looks like in terms of brain activity and whether you can class the internet as an addictive thing and, you know, how that comes about. And I just really, really enjoyed it as something that wasn't overly dramatic. It wasn't crazy fast-paced. There wasn't a load of audio coming at you in a way that sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming. I just really enjoyed it as a very calm, very measured discussion that actually, despite how kind of scientific it got, and I'm not at all a scientist, I I did follow quite well, um, which is a a real compliment coming from me because I'm not very good with these things. And I I think the fact that it's so clear (laughs) and so relaxed uh, really made it work for me. But I'd love to know what you both think. Um, Kathy, what did you think? I actually, I completely agree with you, especially on the soothing and the calmness of his voice. Um, And just that, that assuredness that he knows what he's talking about. Um, Mm. I was very thankful that I listened to the first 10 minutes. Um, I feel like Mm. it really helped me get an idea of the entire show and what the purpose was. Because I will admit, I was a little bit concerned when I saw that this was your pick in the spreadsheet. (laughs) Um, I am not very much of an audio learner. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I'm trying to learn something, I need to be able to read it or like watch a video, that type of a thing. And so the fact that I was like, oh, my goodness, we're going to have something scientific and it's going to be about addiction on the Internet. And I'm going to have to try and say something smart about this, but I'm going to have such a hard time because I know it's going to be sciencey and and all of this stuff. And as soon as it started, I was like, oh, So he talks to his producer and you have that connection with a person, which I know I mentioned a lot on my own show, Friends in Your Ears, but the connection between the people on a podcast tends to be why people will continue to listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. And having his producer have that little bit in the beginning and probably every time at the end as well have that connection lets you be okay with adding random people in the middle when they when he's going physically to a different location to have this interview with someone um you still have the connection of the main two hosts without max the producer kind of being a full actual host if that makes sense yeah um but i i love how very simplified but real like I didn't ever feel like he was talking to a child I didn't feel like oh 
listener, you're not smart enough to pay attention. So let me explain this to you. (laughs) You can tell that he has, you know, an educational background and that teaching thing. And I just thought it was really, really interesting. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's interesting that you point this out, which is that it didn't ever feel like you were being talked down to or things were being yes. particularly dumbed down because I think there's a fine line between wanting to explain something in a way that as many people as possible can understand and also being perhaps a little patronising. And, 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 and I think there was a really good right. balance here, mm. um, which, I, which I really, really enjoyed. Jack, what did you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think... Um this one with the opening 10 minutes of them doing housekeeping, I thought that was great. I loved their housekeeping. And in fact, <laughs> I, I thought it allowed them to do something what felt almost crafty, quite clever, really, is that they do this chat about the fact that the they, uh, you know, Daniel stopped doing the column. Um, the podcast series they're doing currently is a bit slapdash and, you know, they haven't got all the guests yet for like later episodes in the series and they're kind of doing it spontaneously and it's quite DIY and I'm endeared straight away by these guys. I think, you know, they're clearly just nice guys. And then the podcast topic itself evolves out of really what's the most tenuous link between this sort of random acts of kindness. (laughs) And then he talks from that about, okay, so it's random. uh, And, you know, that leads him to talk about the variability of reward. And that in itself is supposed to be a facet of addictive behaviour. And suddenly they're onto their main topic. And the fact that it's it, it can do that and it starts from a point which is over here somewhere and ends up over there i think is purely a product of the fact that they feel so so spontaneous and lively in their discussion right at the beginning there and it does feel like that the topic almost just tumbles out of that organic exchange and i thought that was lovely and then what's brilliant and i just find this podcast fascinating for the way it's structured because from that great leap Suddenly the podcast presents its topic, which is, is the internet addictive? And it stops because it can't go any further until it's defined the boundaries of addiction. And the podcast gets almost stuck at that point. And in the most, what I find to be the most fascinating way, and almost in a way which felt very pro-science. I mean, if you see a headline on the internet that's like, is the internet addictive? I've read enough articles now that I feel like I know what I'm going to get, which is articles about these quite insidious techniques that are employed by Twitter and Facebook to keep people coming back. And that's what I was expecting here. But because it can't use these terms lightly, because it's a bunch of scientists talking about it, like there's such weight (laughs) in these words, so many connotations, and it's all tied into these tendrils of research, and you have to really know what you're talking about. It gets to this point where it mentions the word addiction and suddenly it's about, okay, where do we, I mean, you know, as you've both said, like, where does, where, where are the boundaries of addiction? You know, obviously people agree that things like drugs and gambling fall in the category of addiction, but what about other things that don't have, you know, like a chemical input like the internet? Uh, and they talk about shoe buying at one point and sort of debate that back and forth. And You know, there's a great point where I think it's Sally Marlowe, the name of the scientist who uh, Daniel's speaking to. Right near the end, it's almost like Daniel's trying to wrap it up and almost get an answer to the question that's posed in the title, where he's like, so do you think the internet companies are trying to lure us in and get us addicted? And Sally kind of 
not blows him off but like avoids the question by saying <laughs> there's just so much we don't know about addiction and it loops back round and i just i love that sort of very axiomatic kind of like it has to work from those foundations i mean sally at one point says i'm not supposed to say this as a scientist but this topic is very <laughs> philosophical and i think it's so wonderful that it's able to to go to those places because on one hand you've got the fact you're speaking with scientists and there's such a relationship with you know reality and the fact that they can only talk in the most um i don't know terms of certainty i guess but then also somehow daniel manages to tease out a podcast which just goes to the the strangest places and the end minutes of the podcast they're talking about you know the nature of humans generally i was like how have we got here it's i just yeah really really like it i think maybe you can tell from my enthusiasm but i very much connected with this podcast fred so superb Superb. Oh, thanks. Well, I, I, I now rescind my apology to you for making you listen to the housekeeping because yeah. you both loved it. So, Should have owned it. Um, let's pretend that I didn't uh, forget to ask you to skip it all along. So, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But no, I think I think you're totally right, Jack. Which is that you know one of the you're right that, that a lot of um, a lot of media at the moment, not just podcasts, any anything really, jumps very quickly to the assumption that yes absolutely the internet is addictive and i liked the fact that the, the the very beginning of this it was almost like whoa 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 slow down here let's <laughs> talk about what addiction is and how addiction works before we even start to consider whether the internet itself is addictive and actually it kind of provided with me with um a kind of an antidote to some anxiety i have around those kind of things and i i'd really enjoyed that I like how they um, like really broke down the two like gratification versus uh, addiction mm -hmm. and how getting that gratification of buying a new pair of shoes or or those small hits of joy almost versus that doesn't necessarily mean that you're addicted because you're getting that gratification. And I feel like it really helped break down why you can't just say, oh, I'm addicted to shoes. I'm addicted to, you know, whatever, because there's a difference between I need this in order to function and it affects my, I mean, that whole list of things that she gave about um, like, how does it affect my relationships with my friends and family? Does it affect my day to day, like everything in day to day. And the fact that she like broke that part down really helped like clarify that yes you can say jokingly that you're addicted to buying shoes but is it really something that you are actually addicted to or do you just really enjoy the gratification that you get when you make that purchase absolutely mm. there's a couple of points i think where um you see how easy it is to conflate various different things i think there's even one point where they talk about the brain activity of particular activities say like um taking an addictive drug and i can't remember what the behavior is but having very similar um effects when you look at them in brain scanners and yet still that wasn't sufficient to just say okay that's addictive but you can see how right. say in the news media that that would be something to you, you could almost feel like you could put your stamp on approval of it there at that point but because it's scientists talking about it they go wait but you haven't thought about this thing over here and so yes. yeah so useful and yeah as you say another another hit for the guardian who are just killing it right now <laughs> i love them they're great right on to the next 
recommendation. Kathy, what have you got? I have a podcast called Undisclosed, uh, which is linked to, not officially linked, but it's very similar to the runaway hit of podcasting um, in recent years called Serial, uh, which I don't know if you've heard about it, um, <laughs> but when season one of Serial came out, it kind of made this bit in the media explode and put podcasts back on the map for mm. quote unquote normal users. Um, most people in my world were aware of podcasts, but had maybe hadn't really listened to them. And then suddenly this, this podcast comes out of nowhere and everyone is just obsessed with it. You cannot, you cannot talk to anyone without them talking about cereal. So, <laughs> When it was over, I was like, oh, this is so great. You know, I love, like, hearing this story. And, of course, I l really enjoyed Making a Murderer on Netflix. Um, this this kind of, like, wrongful conviction type thing. And I discovered Undisclosed, which is a podcast that, although it's not directly related to Serial, um, they have nothing to do with Sarah Koenig or any of that, but... One of the hosts is actually friends with Adnan Syed, who was the main defendant and main star of Serial. And she joined up with two additional lawyers to create this podcast about the actual legal side of this whole event. And so every episode, they go through very specific items. Um, the very first episode that I had you guys listen to was Adnan's Day. So the beginning of it was a little bit of housekeeping, just kind of like a neuroscientist <laughs> explains. But I also feel it was really important because it does set up the whole basis of the podcast as a whole, why it exists, and what they were going to contribute to. And it was really interesting because uh, I had listened to it when it first came out. And so hearing the updated intro and music and and whatnot was really interesting because I had forgotten. I mean, not that it was poorly produced, but it definitely is not as well produced as it has been now, because mm -hmm. they were doing it all on their own. They just wanted to get this story out. And I really enjoyed it. I've been hooked on all of the future seasons and all the episodes they do. And I just wanted to know what you guys thought. Yeah. I mean, this brought it all back, really. I mean, I haven't... I, I stopped at Serial Season 1. I, I listened to the whole thing. Like most people. Yeah. And I loved it i mean it was one of those podcasts where you know usually i'm kind of flitty on my podcast listening so i'll have an episode of serial <laughs> and then i'll be like okay i'll go for you know something completely different but with serial it was like I, just back to back episodes until i got through it really i mean you can't get to the end of an episode of serial and go right i'm done that was good and then just carry on with your day <laughs> without this weight on your mind of just like, i need to know what happened i mean it's right. it's interesting like i I, I kind of got to the end and I, I definitely felt like that was such a wonderful experience and I'm happy to leave it there. But I think like everyone, there was that burning sense even right at the end of just like, I, I need to know more. And I can completely see why and how all of these shows have emerged as well in the advent of Serial. Because as this podcast really proves, there is absolutely so much to mine here. And 
really, really enjoyed <laughs> digging deeper into that. And particularly, I think, uh, again, much like uh, a neuroscientist explains, from the perspective of people whose uh, professional like day job puts them in a, a, a frame of mind and, and a, a way of approaching the subject which strips out maybe some of the things that are perhaps more conducive to a good narrative on radio or in media and means that you just get right. the meat of it. And I really liked hearing... I mean, for starters, it reminded me of how much Serial affected me because as soon as they started talking about going around Kathy's house, uh, I was like, I just remember all of this so vividly. But also just hearing um, the way in which they pick apart each clue, each event, the way that they play off testimonies against each other and critique, you know, certain actions within the prosecution and the defence in such an intense way. I mean, I think it was just a really interesting demonstration of that methodical process by which, like, a criminal case is is scrutinised detail by detail. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be really intrigued, actually, and... and, uh, I mean, we can ask, I'll see what Freddie thinks of this, but I'd love to know what the other podcasts in this series are like, because obviously I, I feel like my connection to this one is very much uh, founded on knowing Serial so well. Uh, but obviously there's been so many seasons since. But um, I mean, Freddie, you were a, a Serial man, weren't you, so to speak? So what did you make of, uh, <laughs> what did you make of Undisplaced? Both in the sense of the delicious breakfast food <laughs> and the runaway podcast hit, the <laughs> podcasting a... back into the mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> I am a serial man. Yes, yes. Um, no, I did, and and, and I, I felt exactly the same as you, Jack. I, it, it really came back to me because it's been a long time since I listened to Serial, and actually, I was a little bit worried because during the intro, there's the bit where you know it, it says you know we we need to be you know you need to, you can't you, know, you need to have a good idea of how Serial went to understand what's about to happen as we kind of delve even deeper into the the um the kind of uh, the world of of Adam and Syed and 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 everything that happened there hmm. and yeah. uh, so i was slightly worried i was thinking oh man should i be listening to serial again first but um you know it really <laughs> it really came back to me very very quickly um which was really nice um and it was actually really refreshing to have it all play back in in a, such a different way and from such a different angle and I was, you know, I was slightly worried when uh, when I kind of got the premise of the podcast because I thought, right, okay, three attorneys talking about a, a legal case. Is it going to be that interesting? Because I tend <laughs> to find that people who have a certain profession and, and talk about their work don't always know how to say it in the most interesting way. But actually, hmm. it was really, really fascinating, like you say, Jack. And I really, really loved more than i ever expected to how deep we go into very specific pieces of evidence and how we start to understand you know one how witnesses are unreliable how people's brains are unreliable when they become witnesses Mm -hmm. you know what we think we remember from a year ago is definitely different to what we think we remember two years on and I found that really fascinating, but also how even the people who are meant to be bringing a case to its conclusion in the justice system can be unreliable too, or perhaps, you know, flawed characters too. Not intentionally, but it was really interesting to hear the critique. And it's, you know, people saying, well, you know, why did the defense not ask this? And maybe they should have asked that. If they'd have said this and if they'd have found out this, Mm. then we'd have had a different result from this. And it's a really interesting kind of thought experiment to, to look at how you know what people do and don't say both in terms of being a witness and both 
in terms of being part of the justice system, how that can really change the course of events. And that, uh, to me, I found just as interesting as the actual content of the case itself. And I think, yes. you know, that, that was almost the same for me with um, Serial, although it came from a different angle and it came from someone who, you know, um, isn't in the legal profession, I did find the kind of the, 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 the mystery solving uh, that comes from unpacking a legal case um, or a crime just as interesting as as the content itself Mm, yeah yeah and uh the whole this whole season they just continuously are breaking down individual things to the point where spoiler alert spoiler alert they were able to actually vacate the conviction of adnan Mm. so he's now like just recently like going to go back for a new trial um with ineffective assistance from legal counsel on a variety of things and it's really interesting to listen to the entire season that and hear all of these things built up and there's a major discovery in the middle of the season that is the main push for why this became vacated and it just completely changes everything and so in the future uh seasons as well they do come back and have some updates as this is happening in real time they make mention of what is going on while they're doing another story which just makes it you're you're so close to this whole everything that's involved and you become remembering oh jay that all of the stuff that he said and how many lies and changes of his story every time and just like it's so it's so interesting how involved you get in a case that has nothing to do with you (laughs) it's Mm. true yeah i mean that's so interesting because i was quite convinced going in and i looked at the fact that they had a whole season on this that the end product of the program was going to be at best that you, as we've said, dug into the means by which lawyers unpick a case, but to expect any progress within the case itself would be ridiculous. (laughs) Right, uh, right. (laughs) That is fascinating to hear that actually it's had a... I mean, because I think as well, what what the impression that I get as well is is not that there's... I mean, they, they feel pretty neutral, and I think what happens throughout this episode also happened throughout Serial is that every single thing that's said flicks you one side of the line and then back to the other and you're never sure and constantly you're like oh maybe he did it or maybe he didn't because of that and it's it's such an incredible case for that reason and I, I get the impression that they're beef and the reason that this is getting so much attention um from these three lawyers isn't because they believe that someone was innocent or guilty but they believe in actually a bit of integrity within the justice system and if something isn't done well then it deserves to be picked over again that's quite wonderful yeah and i think i think so colin miller and susan simpson are two of the the lawyers that uh are part of it and in the in the housekeeping at the beginning of the episode um ravia chaudhry who is the friend of adnan um and she was 
involved. She wasn't actually involved in the case. Of course, she was same age. I think they went to high school um, together, but she is like, I am aware of my bias. Mm. That's why I brought these two lawyers in as well, because they wanted to make sure that they were coming at this from the professional level, um, which is why she has two other people to come and help her. Um, So it's not a biased situation. And so she came in the situation believing that he's innocent. um, And the other two had been writing articles and whatnot about this case as well. And so they had some level of bias in their like professional level, but not to the point where they're like, Oh, well he obviously didn't do it. It doesn't matter what the, what the, you know, stats say (laughs) and what the facts say and all of that, like looking down at the actual facts and being able to say, Hey, this is why we think this didn't happen, which is really cool. (laughs) I think it would have been a tedious podcast if three lawyers had got together and went, screw the facts. Let's just put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Probably would not uh, pass muster. (laughs) So, and then the the future seasons, because you get to know these three lawyers really well over the course of this season. So the second season comes around and it's a, a different case of assumed innocence and someone that's been trying to get their conviction turned over um, another murder and they do the exact same thing. And because you've developed a relationship with the three lawyers and their trust in season one, you come into season two. And even though you don't have serial to Mm. link it, you're still really interested in what they discover and Mm. what they find out and having the interviews with the alleged murderer as well as people in the area and just all of these things is really, really interesting. So I highly recommend at least finishing season one if you liked serial at all, but also season two is just as good. And now they're doing kind of mini episodes where they'll do like four episodes on a specific uh, topic. Um, And they also in season two, they start having, um, addendum episodes so they have one episode the main episode that's the really highly produced like all the facts come out and then they have an addendum that same week with which is hosted by john crier of ducky fame in pretty in pink no 16 candles one of those john hughes <laughs> movies um and he comes in from the perspective of a non-lawyer which is really interesting to have his take on these conversations because he's able to come in and ask the questions that the public are asking um, and ask for clarification and get specifics that really just tie you into what the lawyers are talking about and and make sure that everyone understands exactly what you're supposed to know without feeling like you're being talked down to which is just so interesting yeah that's really interesting they got an intermediary in there I think also shows a podcast has got legs when you get all these bonus bits kind of f- flying off it as well. I mean, yes, it's a sign, isn't it? That it's uh, it's making making a splash. We have our final recommendation, which is mine, and that's well, I say mine. Freddie, you told me about this podcast, and I've pinched it and shared it with the world. Jack, put my own stamp <laughs> Jack, on it's it. yours. It's yours to recommend, my friend. You take it and you run with it. Thank you, mate. Playing for fun 
is a podcast by Mike Hurley and Tiffany Arment where they talk about playing computer games. And um, a bit of a disclaimer, I guess, at the start. I haven't really played computer games in a big way for about 11 years. Although I used to be really obsessed as a teenager, just absolutely, like, hours and hours each day, you know, used to rip out the adverts in computer game magazines for games that I liked and stick them on the walls until there was no wallpaper left. And oh, wow. there's still, like, a residual love for computer games there and a fascination there. And we had, on one of our recent episodes, Liam Edwards, who hosts a podcast called Final Games, which is like Desert Island get, uh, discs for, for games. And just hearing him talk about it, I can feel that little flutter of nostalgic love for computer games just awakening again, even just hearing people talking about it. There's so much just love and, and beauty and like the craft of making computer games and playing them that I just think there's so much to mine, you know, in the same way that I like music and podcasts, I can hear the same grounds for digging deep. But... It's very difficult as someone who has that sort of outsider's interest that I do and wants to hear about people who just like playing games. Uh, Listen to people talking about that because I think, and it's the wonderful thing about podcasting and I talk about it all the time. Sorry to (laughs) bore anyone to tears by saying it again. But the great thing about podcasting is that you can run hell for leather uh, and get right into the nitty gritty of something and basically leave the norms behind because there's nothing more fun than if you're obsessed with something, just hearing people going at it at the same pace as you and, and not stopping for the man on the street. But this is a podcast for people like me. Playing for fun is two people just talking about the joy of playing games. And it feels like those conversations that I'd have about computer games where you're ping-ponging back and forth and being like what level are you on? Have you done this yet? Have you got this? Uh, <laughs> if you click this when you're here this is what happens and I've not even played the game so the one that um, I put to you guys is the latest Super Mario game and they go deep on the fact that they're playing this game but not deep on you know graphics cards and like computer firepower and you know resolution rate and all the things that just completely leave me behind because i i don't keep up with all of that but it also as well that you can hear their voices as they're talking do that thing where they get excited when they're talking and i think that's a sign of two people who just really love each other's company and also doing something which is effectively a lonely pursuit a lot of the time just playing a game and working through it yourself and then having someone to talk to about it and wanting to explode and this is a podcast on relay fm which i think has mastered the art of having people having conversations and not having to add any frills and bells and whistles and This is a wonderful example of that. And you can feel the chemistry between Tiffany and Mike. I mean, they're friends outside of the podcast and they bring that energy to it in a way which I just think is so warm and endearing. It's such an easy listen. And um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy it. I don't even need to have played the games, but it does make me want to play them. So, um, Freddie, what do you reckon?
Yeah, well, um, as you kind of hinted at the beginning, I think I I I uh, I, I kind of uh, gave you a nod towards this one um, yeah. when it first came out, and I, I was super excited because I, I enjoy listening to uh, Mike and Tiff as, as podcasters. So when I saw that they were doing a show together about games, and specifically in a way that doesn't go into the politics or the technicalities or the um, industry side of gaming, and and just talks about the joy of playing games i was also super excited on the basis that i haven't properly played games for a few years now and um i i couldn't tell you what's going on in the gaming industry and i don't think i'd want to um so i really enjoyed i really enjoyed the the just the just the the idea of, of chatting about something for the sake of just loving it and um it didn't disappoint it really it really didn't you know there's there's nothing more you know exciting to me when i'm listening to a podcast than to hear two people who are incredibly genuine about their love for something talking about it and um i think i think there's a really good job there um i kind of felt like i understood the game even though yeah i think like you jack i haven't i haven't played it and it and it did get me to a point where I really wanted to play it, and uh, I've been lusting after a Nintendo Switch ever since mm. I listened to this episode. <laughs> and it was and it's nice because I think every episode, the way the way that it, it works, obviously, is that there is there are references to other games, but primarily we're talking about maybe one or two games in an episode. And I, I like the fact that they're kind of discreet in that sense that you can listen to one episode in isolation to the others, and it kind of still makes perfect sense. Yes, and you kind of know what you're getting, and I quite like that. I know what I'm getting because sometimes I need uh, much much like a neuroscientist explains but perhaps you know with obviously very different subject matter i need a podcast that gives me something i'm not gonna feel anxious about or get you know worried about or you know be be overly surprised by i just you know it's quite nice to hear you know people who love something talk about it and what i found particularly refreshing about uh mike and tiff talking about games is that you know, I think by their own admission, they're not the the world's best gamers. They're not professional gamers. No. They're just people who like playing them, and they're much as equally as happy to talk about how rubbish they are at certain aspects of games as they are about the bits that they've done really well on and i really really appreciated that so yeah i i i've really enjoyed it so far and i think it must have hopefully has a, a appeal you know to a, to a lot of people perhaps like me and you jack who aren't really gamers by our own kind of admission um but just you know how there's a sense of nostalgia there and uh and really enjoy you know just listening to two people talk about things that they really really enjoy yeah i'm so ready to blow money on that nintendo as well just give me the (laughs) honestly (laughs) i mean you know there are other things on my plate that probably need money more you know like houses but as soon as they're in place there's got to be Nintendo in the house. Um, Kathy, what did you make of this one? Uh, so, confession, I am a huge fan of Mike and Tiff, and I am honored enough to at least call Mike a friend. And I'd like to call Tiff a friend as well. Unsure how she would feel about that, so I'm not going to officially, officially come out <laughs> and say it. But I, I adore them as people and I adore every time I've been honored enough to hang out with them and they're just 
joyful personalities, even in real life, which is always enjoyable to experience. And it's Mike's fault that I own a Switch in the first place. (laughs) Um, Wow. And I am not a gamer (laughs) at all. I am terrible, absolutely horrible, but I enjoy it as a way to... Like entertain my brain when I just don't have the energy to even watch a television show when I'm just like mm. I, I want to do something and just poke and prod and I mean my daughter <laughs> is better at video games than I am but yeah. <laughs> uh, hearing Tiff talk about how her son was able to play and beat the game in the assist mode made me excited mm. and made me want to get the game because then maybe I can add two games to my list that I've ever beaten. The first being Spyro <laughs> on PlayStation years and years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is the only game as of now that I have ever successfully finished. <laughs> um, so even if it's on assist mode, I feel like I could get bonus points by completing a game. So I'm hoping it's it's on my list to purchase this game. Um, but there's definitely something about hearing people talk about something that they love uh, that really resonates with me. Um, and again, it's that concentration on the people that are doing the podcast. And mm. one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to was actually The Pen Addict, which is mm. on Relay. And it's, an ep- it's a podcast that has been going forever and is just about pens. And people talking about pens. And when I started listening to it, I knew the joy of like a gel ink pen versus those terrible Bic ballpoints. And now, I mean, I'm looking and I see eight fountain pens in my vision. (laughs) So, again, it's Mike's fault. I spend money again. Um, (laughs) But there's so much joy in both finding something that makes basic tasks like writing better, but also having something joyful in your life, like video games uh, and looking and listening to someone talk about the happy parts of it. Most of the podcasts I listen to with the exception of the occasional real life legal dramas, a la undisclosed (laughs) um, tend to be happier podcasts about joyful things and people that really enjoy what they're talking about or enjoy each other. And I love having more of that in my life. Um, And so playing for fun definitely was an instant subscribe. And just I love I love their relationship. And I love getting to kind of get a peek into what they I'm sure talk about when they're hanging out together. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you feel like they'd be having the conversation whether the mics were on or 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 not, you know, and that is always such a lovely thing to hear. I mean, there's one point where I think they're talking about a particular feature of the game that Mike hasn't heard of, and Tiff's just explaining how to find it, and you're like, no one else needs to be there at that moment, and they might have just forgotten, but ironically, that's the best bits to be listening to, and that's where I think the podcast grabs me the most. Um, I mean, speaking of creating a good time, you know, and having a, a, a happy, joyful time on a podcast. Your podcast, Kathy, Friends in Your Ears, <laughs> is just an absolute thrill. I mean, given you love podcasts which 
celebrate I guess people's love for something and and having a good time on the air was it important that when you went to go make friends in your ears you're like right I need to bring some of that to uh, to this show as well Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, I don't want to bring negativity in my life. There's already so much of it in the world that Mm. and yes, some of it you have to deal with. um, But I wanted to make sure that people could talk about the happy things because so often we'll be overwhelmed with something terrible in your life and if someone says something negative to you that's what you remember not necessarily the 10 compliments that came before and so Mm. making forcing my guests in a very nice way to think about happy things um, and think about things that they enjoy doing listening to um, and also thinking about their history of podcast listening and why they continue to do it Um, because the the people that I talk to are people that have their own podcasts themselves and so obviously they enjoy the medium enough to do something with it and that that kernel of joy and happiness and let's find the good in it just continues to make me happy and knowing that it's out there that was it was very important for sure I think as well what comes through and I think we found this as well there's something really enjoyable about talking about podcasts that you love as a podcaster or you know if you're a musician talking about albums that you love because then it's like yes you get to talk about all the other other people's stuff that you really love which <laughs> you know i guess as a creator the the primary questions are like what are you creating but you know with it, it's such it's so awesome to just for someone to be like what are you listening to what are you enjoying or like what's your favorite podcast i mean that's such a question Yeah, for sure. Especially when it comes down to the fact that people that listen to podcasters, you feel such a connection with them as a personality, especially if they're, if they have a relationship with their podcast host that ends up um, building that type of personality. So you can get more information about who they are as a person. And so you learn who you like and who you enjoy listening to and who maybe you're not as big of a fan of. And so you will follow the people that you enjoy listening to wherever they go, whatever podcasts they do, whatever they create. And then Mm. knowing that those podcast personalities, shall we say, they listen to podcasts too. They are fans of podcasts. They're fans of the medium and finding out who they enjoy listening to and who they're a fan of is just that added bonus, that added layer of finding out who they are as a person. And yes. just it, it's like a hug. It's just like a great <laughs> hug <laughs> in my mind. I love it. Um, one final question I had was about your final question. How on earth do you come up with those? <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, so I have a spreadsheet with a ton of questions. Um Every so often I'll find like an article that asks a really interesting question or um, I found one that had a list of like 30 questions to ask on a first date. And I was like, oh, yes, this is it. And so I mined (laughs) through those. And then I just pick the one that matches best with either the conversation that we just had or the personality types that I've either come to know or knew ahead of time. Um, and it just makes it extra fun. And I love the, I love having a dose of non podcast in the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. especially people seem to enjoy it. So that makes me happy. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's a personal favourite. And if people want to listen as well and make it their own personal favourite, I mean, where can you be found online generally and where can people listen to your podcast, Kathy? Yeah, uh, both podcasts are actually on the Incomparable Network. Uh, Friends in Your Ears can also be found at friendsinyourears.com. Um, Sestracast is sestracast.com. And it's an Orphan Black uh, rewatch for my co-host, Jean McDonald. Um, and it's the first watch for myself. So that dynamic is really interesting in a show that's really uh-huh. complex and complicated. And it's, I highly recommend you watch the show at least the first 10 minutes of the first episode you don't have to listen to the podcast i'd love it if you would but i really this is a show that people like don't talk about enough and so it was really great to be able to start this podcast and really get involved in the show and you can find both of the shows on twitter at friends in ears is friends in your ears and then at sestracast and also on all of the social media things i am at mrs soup m-r-s-s-o-u-p because my last name is campbell just like the soup (laughs) this only clicked for me about halfway through (laughs) and i was really trying hard not to say something because i really wanted to exclaim i was like oh that's genius and And, um, i love that i'm glad we've I'm glad you explained it now so I could tell you that I think it's genius um, (laughs) rather than halfway through when we were talking about another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I love, I mean, I've had that since I've been married and it's been almost 13 years and the excitement when people come up and say i just got your email address or i just got your twitter like i just understand it it again it's that little bonus of gratification and joy in my life that just makes me really happy one could say i might be addicted to it depending on which scientist you talk about how's that for a wrap around in the episode huh? come on who's a, a professional absolutely pro <laughs> This is why we have masterful podcasters on, Freddie, to make those lovely twists and turns. Um, Freddie, where are we on the internet? We are at www.episode.party, where you can find show notes where we list out all the podcasts that are recommended on the show and all of our previous episodes. We are also at episode underscore party on Twitter, where Jack and I both regularly (laughs) forget to update Twitter when we have new episodes out. So if anyone would like to tweet us occasionally, just nudge us and remind us. That'd be really helpful. Um, Because it did come as a shock through the day that two whole episodes of episode party went out before I tweeted anything. Including the fact that they were with people who were active on Twitter and talk on Twitter. So I just felt like we weren't doing our due diligence there but we're going to get better at it i think jack i think that with this public confession we have no choice but to get better do we really we just look super sloppy (laughs) if everyone now knows and we do nothing about it well our podcast (laughs) is hopefully better than our tweeting that's all i can say (laughs) that's the dream well kathy thank you so much once again for coming on it's been such a pleasure thank you both so much for having me i had so much fun and to everyone listening we'll see you next time bye bye Bye. Hey everyone, Freddie here. If you're enjoying Episode Party, please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It means a lot to us and it really helps us out. Thanks. Thanks.